And we are back on Buff Up, a Buffalo Women's podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking about is there actually another step for Josh Allen? And also, we're going to touch upon what voids we're looking towards trying to fill in the draft. Um, little by little, as the draft gets closer and closer, we're going to be getting into more of the you know prospects and um, you know obviously <laughs> some of these names that are that are starting to come out right now. You start to really see the cream rise to the top because of the pro days and injuries and all these things that are you know accumulating, but. Um, underneath all of this is a factor that even Sean McDermott is concerned for the team. I wouldn't say it's of concern to the team's consistent success, but it's definitely a concern towards what else do we need Josh Allen to do. And it's interesting, right? Because when you look at last year, you look at basically everything that the Bills needed to put around him. And let's be real, there are plenty of quarterbacks (laughs) that for some reason end up in a Super Bowl and they are clearly not even close to the talent of what Josh Allen is. And yet they get there, sometimes they win. (laughs) Trent Dilfer, uh, Nick Foles. um, And and you just wonder, what else do the Bills need to fall into place? Well, you know, we're going to get into that. I I think that when you look at what Josh Allen brings to the table, it is, it's almost like you want him to always, you know, do everything that Josh can do. But then you wonder, is is it all necessary? You, You definitely saw a different tone of Brian Dayball last year that basically kind of wanted to build a running game and force Josh to stay in the pocket, play more conservative to protect his body. Um, There are two quarterbacks in the NFL that got hit the most last year. And one of them didn't finish the season. And that is Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. We have seen time and time again that it literally takes one hit. Now, I think that... um, that's some. That's a staple of what I believe McDermott may be standing on here. Is you know he's going into year five, and you know he's going into uh, a year where there are very high expectations again for him to be consistent, um, for him to keep that style of leadership that is infectious to the team. Um, but more importantly, it's how can he grow to protect himself, right? You, you see what Brandon Bean says, uh, you know, to him, you know, he's what you heard, you saw what he said in his interview with the media recently about how he approached Josh, you know, several times just jokingly, but, you know, kind of with a semi-serious tone, like, Hey man, you know, protect your body. We need you in the playoffs. Um, you know, cause Josh has the tendency to play a little reckless, early in the season, just because you know, sometimes it just, the team needs a spark to get going. Um, and we obviously saw that the turning point in the season last year against Tampa, where even Bruce Arians said, well, <laughs> you know, he was frustrated with Josh Allen's legs. Like how else can you defend him when you do everything else right? Uh, 
you know, for, for Sean McDermott, I think this next step he's trying to figure out um, with Josh Allen, you know, running less and, and becoming more of a pocket passer or, you know, just relying on his legs less to make plays, that's going to be a lot on Sean McDermott and the coaching staff really getting together and trying to create opportunities for Josh to be successful in that way because clearly um, there, there was very limited opportunities for Josh to just stay in there and consistently deliver the ball with a clean pocket. Um, and whenever he did, it was, I mean, they were amazing plays, right? Now, I'm, I'm interested to see what a double tight end set's going to do. For me, I think that's going to be something that Josh Allen is going to thrive off of heavily, especially in the run game. Um, I think, especially having a consistent offensive line front, not, you know, a consistent starting <laughs> offensive line, um, that's also going to help him too. I think there's a lot of shuffling going on. And you look back at the 90s, right? Like the offensive coordinators were such a big deal in trying to figure out who works best for Jim Kelly. Um, if it's Ken Dorsey, we're going to find out, right? I mean, there's not too much to polish up on this offense except for the running game and the offensive line. Everything else is kind of there. For the Buffalo Bills to feel like they can move on from Cole Beasley, um, well, part ways mutually, it just goes to show you that they're confident with what this offense can do and what numbers they can put up. And, and at the end of the day, you score points, you win, right? Um, and and you look at the acquisition of bringing a guy like Von Miller, being able to have a staple, you know, rusher who you know when you need to play, he'll make it happen, right? Um, it, it, it's the same thing with having a quarterback. Um, you need a guy that when you need to play he's going to make it happen. And Bill Belichick said the same thing about Tom Brady time and time again, whenever they needed a play at the most crucial part of the game, Tom Brady always delivered. And I think that's something that um, I think is the final level of evolving for this team um, that some teams have been able to mature a lot quicker, um, which is unfortunate because they may not be as talented, uh, AKA the Cincinnati Bengals, um, a very just premature, mature team, I guess you could say, uh, for their, uh, for their, for their youth and, and how they were executing against Kansas city defensively and offensively it, you can't make it up down, um, you know, with only three points, I think it was 21 to three and, you know, being able to come back or 19 to three, I'm not sure I forgot in the AFC championship. What I do know is they have something the bills don't. They also have something that the Kansas City didn't. Kansas City Chiefs didn't have last year, um, or you know, in this past season. So, it, there's something there, and there's something to be said, right? And let's just be honest, right here. the The big factor is there is a different coach, and a lot of the pressure, in my opinion, is really going to fall, I think, on Sean McDermott this year. He wants to figure out what that next step is, how, how it's going to catapult him into um, <clears throat> you know, a, a deeper run into the AFC and, and getting back to the championship. It's going to be one of those things where how well is Sean McDermott going to be able to adjust with a new offensive coordinator, um, you know, high demand from, from, from a defense that was number one in the league last year overall, 
with Von Miller, Tredavious White coming back, we've still yet to see who the, the solidified uh, person's going to be at CB2. Uh, and, and look, we have continuity with the linebackers. We have continuity, again, with uh, the defensive front. I think Settle is going to be an interesting um, you know, guy to have up the middle. So Sean is a big part of this. When it comes down to taking that next step for this team, and 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 you know we're labeling this season as Josh Allen's <laughs> final step. I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like uh, he. I don't know. It, what are we redoing his senior year or something in in, in high school? It, it, like, what else do we need to see out of Josh uh, to know that you know he's he's good enough to be in to be in, in a Super Bowl? Um, look, I and we talk about this overtime rule thing, right? I mean. Let's just be real here. Uh, come on, guys. Meet me halfway. If Buffalo plays better defense for 13 seconds, we're not sitting here bitter. We're sitting here with a chip on our finger, not on our shoulder. So, you know, I, I think that that's something to be said, um, you know, with overtime rules and whatever have you. But, you know, defensively, clearly the Bills really needed to upgrade. I mean, the fact that you're they got rid of Star. They, they have not re-signed Jerry Hughes. They basically moved on from the entire defensive line. Murray Addison is far off in the sunset out of nowhere. Um, it, it's it's going to be a completely revamped, reloaded defensive line. We need, to, we need to sack the passer. We need to stop the running game. We just overall needed a better defensive line, and we need to make sure that the offense has a lot of time to work on the field. Now, Josh is only 25 years old, and clearly, you know, he is, <laughs> he's, he's designed <laughs> to carry the Buffalo Bills, and, and you know, that, I think that, that goes to show you why he's so great. Um, he just fits the mold. He fits what Buffalo does. He fits what Buffalo's doing, um, and you know, we, we all can agree that him taking less punishment is going to benefit them in the long run. We all know that. We've seen what happened to Cam Newton. I mean, look at how Big Ben has had to claw his way back into the playoffs every single year, even to his last <laughs> retiring year. I mean, Big Ben found a way to still claw himself back into the playoffs with his broken body. I mean... I don't want that for Josh. I know a lot of you guys don't want that for Josh. I think it's cool where you're, when your quarterback can, you know, run around and do all these crazy cool plays. But, you know, I hope that that can eventually become the ace in the deck. Uh, look, he carried the ball over 120 times for over 176 for, for over 760 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, that's a lot. That that's that's like Devin Singletary numbers, right? That's what we want out of the running game, and we're gonna have to hope that Ken Dorsey can help this offense evolve, so that Josh Allen can have time to evolve himself. And you know, he's a quarterback. Quarterbacks are designed to throw in the NFL. They're taught to make plays with the arm in the NFL, and. You know, it, it, it goes to show you, like, yes, the NFL's changing and there's all these hybrid, you know, quarterbacks, whatever have you, but guys, two pocket passers wound up in the Super Bowl. 
What does that go to show you? You can have the flashiest plays in the world, put up all the big numbers, but when the big moment comes, you need to be a quarterback, not a running back, to win those big games. Matt Stafford, his entire career, right, always criticized, criticized, he, you know, he, he was just injury prone, um, would never make it work with any other team. His career is ruined, you know, Detroit, you know, ruined everything about him. And then he goes to a great offensive coordinator, has solid weapons around him, and just flat out wins a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow comes off a torn ACL, gets a solid finally gets a solid wide receiver one with Higgins on the other side, a, a solid tight end, and they got a solid you know pass rush on the defensive side. They're able to have some consistency as a team, game in, game out. And they protected him decently. <laughs> Asterisk, Quentin Spain. At least to a point where they were able to, you know, let him make plays with his arm. And... So it goes to show you there, there's something missing there. There's a cog that needs to be fit in this offense in order for it to run a lot smoother throughout the year. Losses are going to happen, right? Injuries are going to happen. But I, how do we label, right? Like, how do we label Josh's final step? I think you kind of can't. But you can hope that there is something still there, whether if it's reading defenses, whether if it's, you know, time management, whatever. I don't know. Communication with the coaching staff. I'm I'm just on board with the final step, including him taking less punishment and him being able to really just scare people with his arm way more than his legs. I think that's where I stand is his final step. I think the next step that I talked about, it's funny, last year, going in, going out of the offseason into last season was, um, you know, the touch on the throws, throttling back his arm a little bit to make amazing passes. And we saw that game in, game out, um, especially in clutch time. So, you know, that's where I stand. Um, so now real quick, let's uh, let's switch gears here and let's talk about what voids um, are just the biggest right now in, in the Buffalo Bills as a whole. And I think, well, we, we got to talk about the running back position first. We're going to talk about the running back position. We're gonna, then we're going to talk about the cornerback position um, and wide receiver. So the running back position is, in my opinion now, it is, it is an, <clears throat> an anomaly for the Buffalo Bills because they seem to have been absolutely committed to giving Devin Singletary and Zach Moss all the opportunities in the world to grow into what? I don't know because this offense is definitely not a running offense complimenting Josh motor did a solid job towards the end of the season. Once the offensive line started to get figured out, excuse me, Zach Moss I don't want to say he's injury prone, but I am going to say that he needs some time to find his way in this offense or in an offense in the NFL that really utilizes his bruiser mentality, but also he has to be able to be built to take the hit. So maybe it's just the angles of approach. 
I don't know. Um, it's unfortunate, you know, because I had a lot of high hopes for him going into this season, uh, recently. And, you know, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's a letdown. It sucks, but maybe he bounces, bounces back next year. Now, obviously Matt Breed has gone and went to the Giants short-lived destiny in Buffalo. Um, I think all the hope went out the door in the New England game when he fumbled <laughs> on a key drive. So, and then, you know, he bounces back and he has a good game, whatever, but I, I, it's just tough, right? You're in a position in Buffalo where you just feel like you don't want to point the finger. You just want to execute and you think that's good enough, but no, I mean, I mean, let's just be real here. Every team in the NFL is constantly reloading. Last year, I was convinced that it was going to be a death match against the New England Patriots, and it definitely wasn't. I think the Bills are clearly a couple of steps way ahead of um, of the New England Patriots as a team, and and you know they had thrown a bunch of money out in free agency to sign you know Hunter Henry. Um, you know, the other tight end, Jonah Smith and Nelson Aguilar, you name it. Like they had guys that you thought, okay, this, this, that's literally all you need. Um, clearly a solid double tight end set doesn't make a quarterback better. It, it makes the team better, but it doesn't make the quarterback better. And I think that's something that, um, new England had to swallow the pill on and realize that Mac Jones is always forever going to be just like you saw last year. <laughs> there isn't a lot more that you're going to get out of him. Um, you're going to have to hope that Buffalo takes a step back in order for you to compete in the division. So, you know, and Belichick's a smart enough coach to be able to f- keep forming him forming him, and, and make him better and better and better, but he's not going to be no Brady. So, um, you know, it, what the point here is that, you know, the Buffalo Bills are now in position, right, to... Basically, polish up and fine-tune the offense into what it's meant to be. And, you know, I, I think it's hard to really feel out, like, you know, what what, what kind of running back is really going to fit this offense. And you look back at Stephon Diggs' days in Minnesota and what made him unhappy, <laughs> right? It's when Minnesota, they, they were just pointing the finger left and right everywhere. And then they ended up getting Dalvin cook and they realized, you know what? We're good enough with Dalvin cook. We're, we're hella good with him feeling, um, Rudolph and, you know, I, let's see what we can get for Stefan Diggs type deal. You know, and I, I really think that was a conversation in the organization that probably rubbed him the wrong way. Um, his touches went down, uh, his involvement in the offense, you know, obviously went out too. And, you know, you, you look at what the bills need to do and becoming more run centric is not going to help this team at all. In my opinion, you just need a guy who's a little more explosive than motor. That's hard to find, but maybe in the draft, there is that guy that's going to start to rise to the top. Um, and we'll get into that next week. But here, here's the fact, right? The Bills have also shown that they can adjust um, and they can they can fit their players into position to, you know, still be successful. You saw that with Motor. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm looking at this next season and I'm saying to myself, just find a guy at the running back position who can get outside quicker 
take care of the damn football and uh, you know break a few tackles in the process. It doesn't have to be anything crazy because with the threat of Josh Allen, he will most likely still use his legs next year. But with the threat of Josh Allen, should give any any running back that's at least one tier above Devin Singletary an amazing career in Buffalo. Could you imagine a guy like Thurman Thomas on the read option with Josh Allen? Exactly. <laughs> uh, imagine Shady McCoy back in his prime with Josh Allen. It would be insane. So here, here we go. Um, cornerback. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I after after seeing and excuse me, I'm as many people out there. I'm fighting a cold. <laughs> um, look, I, I'm going to say this right. I really want to believe that Dane Jackson and Tre'Davious White and um, Lewis is you know they're enough. But in all honesty. It, it's going to be really tough to see these guys uh, really excel next year, especially with Travis White coming off an ACL. Will he be back to 100%? I believe so, but I think he's going to come back later in the season. So it's like, why have the Bills not pulled the trigger on a veteran? That is unmissing to me. Like I, I don't understand. That, for me, is a huge position to address right now. Um, Joe Hayden's still out there. I don't know if the Bills are willing to, you know, cut him a check for a one-year deal. I don't know how much he's willing to take, but Miami got faster. Kansas City still has Juju. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers are locked and freaking loaded. So are the Raiders. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where I just don't think we have enough at cornerback to really be able to compete with these guys. Hell, I'd throw Taron Johnson outside and 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 put Dane Jackson inside at nickel just because that's how nervous I am on on that position. Um, so definitely, that's another position to address. That's my take on that. Finally, um, wide receiver. So <clears throat> losing Cole Beasley for me was huge. I feel like now there is no guy on third down besides Stephon Diggs that I really trust. Third down, third and five, you know, those there's third those third and shorts. We had a third and Cole. I honestly do not think that Isaiah McKenzie is going to be that guy to trust being able to really reel in the football at high speeds from Josh Allen at third and five down the middle. Cole Beasley is just built for it. And now the, the Bills are in position to possibly, we'll see, um, take wide receiver at, you know, in the draft in the first round. But we'll see how far down uh, Mr. Williams falls down. It, it's going to be tough. It's, it's a tough bet on that. There's rumors of, of the Bills you know, sending a few veterans someone else's way just to be able to trade up into uh, the top five, which is insane. I don't know what that would uh what player that would pertain to, but for the Buffalo Bills to do that, I mean they must really believe that there is a guy that is a generational talent to be able to trade veterans away just to be able to get to that point. I don't know who 
he's eyeing <laughs> to be able to trade that high is I think there's only one player that on our, on our roster that can actually give you that capital. And that's Stefan Diggs. There ain't no way, no way in hell you're trading him. Sorry, uh, Brandon Bean, but that's, uh, that's an idea that will come at you with pitchforks and, and torches with. So, um, you know, and, and finally, look, I, I'm, this is in no knock either any knock to Gabe Davis, right? Um, I think he's a fantastic wide receiver, but he definitely benefits from having a third guy. Even if he becomes a second guy, we need a third guy. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where the Bills try to find that type of guy from because it's slim pickings again. (laughs) And, you know, teams are locked and loaded. Uh, But it's going to be interesting, right? There's, There's a lot of upside with this team uh we're we're just polishing up you know a a couple of things and i think by the time the season starts the bills are going to be locked and loaded all over again uh defensively i think it gives you so much more breathing room as an offense to really be able to fine-tune what you want to do and how you want to do it um a defense that can sack the quarterback create turnovers I mean, it can make the worst offense look decent. <laughs> so with this Bills offense thriving off in a, an amazing defense, I mean, Von Miller said it best, right? Th- these guys were going to win a Super Bowl without me. <laughs> I just wanted to be a part of something special. So, you know, I, I really tru- truly believe that there is something special uh, still brewing. And I don't know how many of you are our team dome, but I am, I'm sad for you if you are. <laughs> But not really. I think the elements are what make Buffalo great. Um, I think just as long as the architecture of this, uh, you know, new stadium uh, benefits, you know, the fan experience and definitely helps a little bit with the elements, <laughs> right, uh, for the fan experience, <clears throat> I think it'd be an awesome opportunity. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for listening to Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. For any of the military out there, first responders, thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, And those of you that are consistent listeners, I am trying my best to be consistent with this. (laughs) So uh, hang in there with me as I am continuously trying to grow and learn. Um, And yeah, trying to get get out of the box here and there. But yeah, I'm excited for the rest of this offseason. I know you guys are too. Uh, Hang in there. There's still... (laughs) A lot of action still happening out there from what it looks like. Uh, Go Bills.